watching Eclectica Cafe one more time, and uh, today's episode is going to be about baby boomers versus millennials. And before we get into it, though, let's go over all the formalities. Website is eclecticacafe.com, where we write all kinds of wonderful things for your pretty little eyes to read. Uh, we also are pretty active on Facebook, uh, backslash Eclectica Cafe. Mm-hmm. We are active on the Twitters, mm-hmm. at Eclectica Cafe. Um, SoundCloud, you can find us there, Eclectica Cafe. And where else are we? iTunes, iTunes and Stitcher YouTube. and YouTube. Search for Eclectica Cafe. We are almost there where we can be YouTube.com slash channel slash Eclectica Let's Cafe. So we're at like 90 now, I think. Okay. Cool. So this was kind of in response to... An art or a blog. Speaking of eclecticacafe.com. Yeah, this is a, a blog that you wrote. Uh, yes, a blog that I wrote called "Baby Boomers Wine More Than Millennials," and uh, so I went into detail on why I thought that was my personal experience. And I mean, I I also offered some data on how baby boomers have really been the most comfortable generation in this country that's come you know any generation that's come before or after them has had to endure quite a bit more but quite a bit more and i mean i basically say that the parents of the baby boomers so the a the the greatest generation the you know the the depression era generation they were forced to kind of dig themselves out of a out of a really big hole which was the depression where they had to innovate or die. They had to make things bigger and better, more efficient. They had to be, they had to scrimp and save. They couldn't afford to live on credit. And they arguably made, are, are the ones that made this country the greatest country of its time. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the case anymore. So, <clears throat> the baby boomers kind of reaped the benefits of what their parents, the depression era generation built. They lived very, very comfortably throughout the seventies, eighties and nineties, the eighties known as being like the highest period of decadence and extravagance and living beyond our means. People were starting to live on credit a great deal. And because of that, eventually that bubble had to burst and now the millennial generation and generation Xers to a certain extent have to sort of, uh, what would you say, like are feeling the, the negative effects of that, of that time that their parents, the baby boomers put yeah. in place. It's argued, you know, it, it certainly can be argued that the millennial generation absolutely has their own traits that are obnoxious and irritating as fuck. But what I really try to get across in my blog post is just because a certain generation is older this does not grant them any kind of sainthood or a free pass in acting a certain way especially a certain way that they may be critical of their you know another generation of acting you know baby boomers and generation xers they complain about millennials being entitled spoiled whiny these sort of things and yeah they certainly are 
don't fuck that up at all. Uh, but yeah, dude, I think that's more the society as a whole. Yeah, we'll get into that. But uh, baby boomers do it too, and they do it a lot. They are just about like the most fucking like ignorant, whiny generation that I think that has, you know, sprung up in the past one hundred years or so. So I don't know what did. What was your rebuttal to this, though? Did you have opposition so, all right, to this? So I do have I do have a little bit of opposition, just because. Um, I work. I mean, I've worked with everyone through baby boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, mm-hmm. and now plurals. Um, so like I've I've been shoulder to shoulder with all four generations. Um. I'm not to say that you necessarily haven't, but it, it's a different. I think I feel like your work environment's a little bit different than my work environment. I mean, I haven't worked in the service industry nearly as much as you have, right? So yeah, I mean, it's probably I'm sure a lot different. And and so far, and as far as your um, work is concerned, any boomers are not in. Are they in They're, your shop or no? Not anymore. I'd say the last one just retired. Okay. So they're they're. They're lingering, but they're you know not in the workforce very much anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, food service. There's there's a fair amount of boomers that are still in food service. Mm-hmm. I actually have uh, one of my prep guys is a boomer um, towards the end of the generation, so he's sixty. So he's not the tail of it he, by any means. Not one of the last, but he's he's close. Um, and. He's back, back in the workforce. He w- he retired for a while and got bored, so he got another job. Um, so yeah, so I the, I feel like we have differing opinion. Not necessarily that it's different entirely, just different experiences. Just different experiences yeah. And I feel like that was that was worth mm-hmm. uh, doing an episode on. Um, so my experience is, I mean, like I just said, I have a boomer in my kitchen right now who was was tired of not doing anything so we he went back to work um i i don't have to deal with the customers cuz i'm in the kitchen mm-hmm. so i i i can't speak firsthand necessarily about their entitlement as far as you know expectations and stuff since i read your piece i have you know kind of talked with some of the servers and and the front of house staff and said so is do you notice do you notice a difference uh do boomers are boomers legitimately like you're beneath me do as i do as i demand slave kind of mm-hmm. stuff and and by and large yeah no there there's there's not a lot of people that say oh no older people tip me better anything like that yeah um so yeah, there's so there's a lot of there's a lot of truth in what you wrote. Um, Based in like just to kind of provide some context to what Dustin's mentioning, what I said was I see a lot of baby boomers being like the shittiest tippers when I go into restaurants with them. They they sort of act like, and this is where the entitlement thing comes in, where I'm not understanding how they they act like millennials act so entitled, but they don't. Like when you try to tell a millennial that maybe a something a service can't be provided or something is not available it's they they lack a lot of understanding as to why that is and right. they act like you know well no, i need this, is, this. this is so, what i need yeah. yeah and 
it's uh it's interesting because they they don't really seem to be able to go without a lot of times in right. these certain things and certain things that are like to me that don't seem very necessary or it's not the end of the world if I don't have them they act very put out if if there's this inconvenience for example one one time I was at a, I went to an Olive Garden in Greeley and the kitchen staff was just have or the whole restaurant was having a hard time they were running late trying to get everything the kitchen ready and the dining room area ready and stuff so it took about 10 extra minutes after opening to seat the the people that had come in for for lunch and i was there with a friend of mine and we got uh seated and there was i remember with us there was a group of older women i would say they were probably 70 years old if i had to guess they they complained about it they were very very um put out they were very dissatisfied with this so i saw the uh manager go over and tell the tell the these these women that their meals were going to be free and it, they weren't even like oh you know that's that's fine you know we just you know we were we were like, in a hurry we were in a hurry or whatever yeah. they were just like oh okay well thank you like it was something that ought to have been ex- expected that they got their meal for free and it's right. like they don't understand it's like the the kitchen staff's not back there being Twiddling like ah, you fucking assholes you yeah. know you're going to wait 10 minutes for us to open just to you know for our own entertainment we're going to make you sit out there and wait for 10 extra minutes like things happen right circumstances happen you know like there's i'm sure a pretty legitimate excuse or reason why they couldn't get the get these people sat immediately and it didn't warrant them deserving a free meal out of it right you know they they weren't understanding of the situation at all i feel like or they weren't even willing to understand yeah well yeah people are horrible across the board so i feel like there's there's a there's a couple of things um one boomers are, are an interesting generation because they for not entirely obviously but by and large uh parented two generations because there were That's so true. many boomers um they parented gen x and they also for a, a large majority of at least the first half parented millennials. I mean, I'm sure the second half it's there's a there's a more bias towards Gen X parents. Right. But for the most part, like my parents are boomers and Mine I'm a too. millennial yeah. and your parents are boomers and you're a millennial and Megan's parents are boomers and she's a millennial. They're even older than our parents. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then my oldest sister and my oldest brother are both uh Gen X. Yeah, my sister's a Gen X, and Megan's siblings are both Gen X. And my youngest sister is a is a. Does she count as a plural? No, she's just the tail end of the millennials, like the very very tail end of the millennials. Um, so like, we run our. They parented two generations mm-hmm. of people. Right. Um. So like, I feel like there's. You, your assessment of their entitlement, I feel like they, as parents, passed that on to, and and to a lesser degree, Gen Xers. I feel like I feel like Gen Xers, while they were in their twenties, which you do when you're in your twenties, were very entitled. Um, probably not to the same degree as their parents, and definitely not the same degree as millennials. 
but they were entitled for a while too. But now you there's there's so little problem with that generation. That's why it's boomers versus millennials because millennials get you know a lot of the media coverage of being um, entitled, whereas boomers are entitled as well. But the the millennials learned it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. They got it from somewhere. It's a learned behavior, and if their parents were were boomers, then you know it kind of exponentially right. grows. Yeah, I mean they the boomers are the ones complaining about the the way the millennials act, but they're the ones that raised them. So the responsibility <laughs> is not all just on the millennials, right? I, I but I'm but then also the other half of that is the millennials because their their parents were so entitled because you know the the greatest generation around what the proper mm-hmm. term is for the generation before they like you said had to had to evolve or die right they had yeah. to they had to in, in, innovate um they also grew up in poverty and there was you know there was a lot less money to go around mm-hmm. and then uh, when the end of uh, World War II happened and the boom happened, uh, there was a lot more of the of the mindset of I'm going to give you more than I had. You're going to grow right. up better than me, and that was also something that the boomers took with them when they raised their kids. Is I'm going to give you more than I had. You're going to get more. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. have a, you're live in a better world. Um, but they did it in such a way that now millennials. And definitely plurals don't understand a world without. They don't. There's a there's a girl in my restaurant who saw my phone, and her mind was blown that I couldn't get on the internet on my phone. She's she just turned eighteen, I believe. Yeah. So just absolutely mind boggled by the fact that I had no internet access on my phone. You're not tethered to the internet all yeah. the time. Yeah. So like it's 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 not the the, the difference is um and, and we can sum it up because we keep coming back to the restaurant example. The the I feel like the difference is boomers don't tip as well as they should because they feel like the service staff is beneath them. Millennials don't tip as well as they should because they don't understand the value of money. So it's a different kind of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Boomers, boomers want, and, and 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 I feel like ignorance is kind of. Well, it's a different type of ignorance, but yeah. I don't think it's necessarily that boomers act like or think that every the people in the service industry are beneath them. As I cited in my in my blog here, they. Because they lived in a much more prosperous time, like jobs were much more readily available. We were we had a surplus for a good majority of that time. They were living very extravagantly. Right. Uh, women in a in a in a two uh, two parent household, a good majority of women didn't have to have to work, have whereas to work. now they do. Right. So. I don't think that they appreciate stuff like people that work in the service industry because those people, if you went to college, you were damn near handed a job as soon as you graduated or maybe even beforehand. You know, right. you didn't have to job hunt that that hard. So they don't understand how now it's, it's very necessary that people work in the service industry. They didn't really have to do that as, as much or as often. They didn't have to rely on going into the service industry. Women could stay at home uh, or, you know, if that's what they chose to do. Uh, 
especially coming out of college, a lot of people have to get jobs waiting tables to, to make right. ends meet while they're job hunting. A lot of times people in the in the shitty job market that we've had in the last 15 years or so, people don't find jobs in their in their profet in their their field of study so they have to they they end up serving they right. end up in the service industry right. so i don't think that they understand a lot of times that uh again the dynamics of working in the service industry in the restaurant how how strenuous that work is right. they you know and a lot of times when i go out to there with baby, baby boomers like and things aren't 100% smoothly they kind of have the attitude of like why is this so hard? Why can't you know my meal be out here right now? Why is my, you know, wh- why was there this mistake on my check? It's you know it's something. It's a simple fix, but things happen. You know, like I remember when I worked in the rest in in a, as a waiter, or even you know slinging bagels at a bagel shop. Like shit, man, that was like probably the hardest I've ever worked. Still to this day, was was doing that kind of work. And I mean, yeah, it's stressful. Stuff happens sometimes. Orders get mixed up. And it's not the end of the world when right. that when that occurs, and so it's interesting to me a lot of times, like when older people, older generations, like, well, when I was when I was your age, it was this way and this way and this way. But they, when they go into like approach somebody in the service industry, they act so ignorant to the way things operate, right? And that it's not just you snap your fingers and you get it like that, you know? Right. Snags happen. And- I've I've always been a fan of the theory that everyone at least in this country should be forced to work for a year in the service industry six months in front of house and six months in back of house so that they have an appreciation Mm -hmm. so they understand that you know that glass of water that you asked for five minutes ago is not the highest of my priorities right right (laughs) you know and i was actually i worked in uh at another base in mississippi for a couple months over the winter and with the National Guard, people get hired on full-time as opposed, you know, you, there are the people that just do the weekend thing one week in a month, two weeks a year, but there are people that work out there full-time. Right. And the guy that I was working for, he said, in my experience, if it were up to me, before you got hired on full-time, you would have to work, you would have to be at least 24 years old and worked outside a job outside of the military for at least two years. Because he said, like, even people that have been nothing but military since they were 18 years old, they don't have that appreciation of what it's really like to to uh, to grind out every day, right. to, to go in wait tables, to go in, you know, work construction jobs. To where work 70 hours a week in the kitchen. Right, yeah. And, I mean, I mean, there's obviously a lot of respect that should be had for people that work in the military but it's a pretty comfortable government job by and large you know especially like the national guard side and a lot of those people that i see in my experience that i worked with day to day they don't they don't see they you know a lot of the people that came off of active duty since they were 18 years old and they've really not known anything else they kind of fall into that same those same habits, those same bad habits that I see a lot of, like the millennial folks, or I'm sorry, the baby boomer folks that I mentioned. Yeah, the example that's set. Well, it's like you live in a very insulated type bubble where the discomforts of, you know, like I work for a small business and who knows tomorrow if I'm going to have a job or not because they are uh, scrimping to, right. you know, get by, basically. Right. Um, so, I mean, there's 
that's that's the work the workforce side of this and and I think my biggest my biggest point of um, interest as far as, as as kind of playing a little bit of devil's advocate with you um, is more on the social end of things because when you think of the baby boomers generation it that's kind of that's kind of more the tail end but still a, a, a good bit of traditional feminism uh, versus where we are now as millennials we've got this third wave feminism um, you we have we have where I think the the biggest source of contention with why people have such a negative opinion of the millennial generation is because of shit like safe spaces and because mm-hmm. trigger warnings are a thing now. Right. Whereas boomers, male, female, or otherwise, were just and 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 maybe that was maybe it was insensitive or maybe it was whatever, but it was it was very much a suck it up and get over it mm-hmm. kind of mentality yeah. for a lot of this the, a lot of the shit that's triggering these days and a lot of shit that's like offensive like yeah people got offended but they discussed it and got over it now we get offended and we have to when we have to change our whole way of life because mm-hmm. of it. we have to we have to change our our vocabulary we have to you know all of it's everything becomes the end of the well, world well yeah i mean like we said before you're looking for reasons to feel marginalized yeah and everything is that reason everything is mm-hmm. the end of the world everything is the apocalypse and that i think is why more so than wor- that not even necessarily more so than work ethic because again from my experience uh, boomers have a better work ethic and and maybe that's why they feel entitled is mm-hmm. because i've worked for this steak and i want the steak out in the 10 minutes you told me it was going to be here uh, i worked for whereas uh, millennials, because their parents worked for that steak, think that the steak is free. You know, I feel like that's probably the biggest difference in that, uh, and that's why I—that's why I have a more negative opinion of my generation than I do the previous generations, mm-hmm. is because my generation feels like the steak is free, whereas the millennial or the boomers. Yeah, they're pissed off, and yeah, they're grumpy, and yeah, they're treating service staff like they're second class or something. But the reason behind that is because they've earned it. They've done that work. Whereas we, and I use that we not necessarily including you and myself, but we as millennials didn't earn it. We see, just are, in, are, are owed it because our parents gave it to us. I can see your argument, but I don't agree with it because I think what the reason that they are coming at it so pushy of like, I earned this, where's my stake? You know, I worked hard for this. I think it's more of their, their culture of excess and consumerism and, and overspending and not understanding that, you know, like they, they were very accustomed in their time to like, you know, if I want something, I want it now, and I'm going to get it now. And times have changed. That's not necessarily the way things are anymore. True. You know? And that was a very excessive time, the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, where, I don't know, I think that that mindset is still there. It's like, I want to I want to drive my, my fucking, like, yards per gallon SUV because I earned it and I worked for it and well, I can do it and that's the American dream and, and I, I can I do whatever like, I want. I feel want, like there's know? there's a there's a difference in argument here though. Uh, uh, the excessive the excesses of the culture um, 
I mean, you could argue that there's still a, an abundance of excesses now. Google is a thing, so if we want any sort of information, all right. we got to do is plug it into our phones, which are another thing, our, 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 our smartphones, which are also a status symbol. Yeah, but that's self-servicing. You know, there's not a middleman like a waiter that's getting that for you. That's, that's, that's true, but that's still excessive. That mm-hmm. is, the, is the point that I'm trying to make. It's like, yeah, the 80s were are known to be decadent. And then to the 90s, we, we didn't do a whole lot better with our money, but they're not Living quite as credit, decadent. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and the, I, I listened a lot to the stand-up radio station uh, on, the, on terrestrial radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, a, there's a comedian who's approximately our age who makes a joke. She says, uh, it, you know, li- I didn't understand that life was this hard. You mean I, you mean I, I, have, to, I have to pay bills? Uh, how, much, how much is rent? How much are my utilities? Man, all of this stuff is really stressful. My heart's going crazy. I need to go see a doctor. How much does a doctor cost? That's that's the difference. Like yeah. we're whereas the boomer generation was brought up you have to work. The millennial generation is brought up here's the world. Like that's the that's the primary difference. Yes, I understand that there are there are excesses that they that they definitely got in over their heads on credit being the biggest thing, uh, one of the biggest things, and Reaganomics was also a beautiful example of that. But um, there's still there was still a sense of of uh, uh, work for wage. There was still a sense of I have to I have to be doing something in order to have this money. But that's easy to, to do though. When the work is in abundance, that's true. <laughs> you know, it's like when it's when it's easy to get. When in the eighties, like you didn't have to, you know, try that you hard to get to a job. Yeah, well, you didn't now, have. To, now you don't have to graduate college either. But that's a different. Well, I mean, at that time, well. yeah, you could get your foot in the door with a software company without a college degree, mm-hmm. and you could work for a software company and make pretty good money. So, yep. I mean, jo- the availability of work was was in excess and so i mean it was easier to have that mindset i feel like of being able to work hard because the work was available sure you know and i'm not making excuses for the current generation of their lack of work ethic i was i was just gonna say so does that mean because there's no work that means we shouldn't feel like we have to work no but i think like the attitude of you know i worked for this steak so i want it now is more uh, comes from not necessarily a, a, a sense of I worked hard my whole life. It comes from a sense of being spoiled from comfortability. Right, right, right. And 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 I feel like that's also a key, a, a pretty key difference is is spoiled versus stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like just the lack of understanding of the world versus. I'm a spoiled brat and I earned money so now give me this thing that is unrealistic versus give me this thing that is unrealistic because I don't understand that it's unrealistic. Like there the obviously those are both horrible things to be but right. that's kind of the difference between the two generations. Yeah and and I I completely recognize that millennials are at fault as much or maybe even more than their baby boomer counterparts. What I take issue with all the time is the baby, baby boomers, boomers fucked it up for us. Well, they fucked it up, yeah, but they act like 
they do well they do think they they're critical of the same things that they do right. like they're critical for yeah. millennials for acting entitled and spoiled in these things when they do the same they act in the same manner right so i'm saying it's they like, just the, the reason i feel like they do that and I, and again i think we're talking a little bit in circles but i i think i think they justify it to themselves mm-hmm. because i totally agree they absolutely are are just as entitled if not more in times mm-hmm. uh as millennials but i feel like the reason that they can justify that to themselves is because they've had jobs since they were 16 years old and their kids haven't had a job because they've been going to school and once they graduate college they think that the world owes them something and that i think is the 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 disparaging bit is that that they're both bad people. Like there's no way around sure. it. They're both entitled and they're right. both assholes. And like that's just we as a culture right now. It's just a bunch of assholes. Um, it's just that's that's their justification. Well, I worked for it, so I can I can be a spoiled asshole. Yeah, there's still the culture of stuff. Yeah, no matter what generation you, you're you're living in. Uh, it's it's the world. Our country l- l- runs on. More is never enough, mm-hmm. and I don't see that changing. It's got to be a widespread cultural change, but that's the way it is right now. There has to be some it. sort of major cultural event, and, mm-hmm. and the likelihood of shift that in attitudes, yep. and yeah, and I don't see it going away anytime soon. Nope. But so, yeah. so we're kind of at an impasse. I yeah. mean, but I mean, I I feel like we've kind of met in met. some sort of middle oh, ground yeah, totally. because there's definitely there's definitely. Uh, an acquiescence to the fact that yeah, both generations suck, <laughs> but uh, but that's more of a cultural societal suck because uh, like they said in Men in Black, the person is intelligent, but people are stupid. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that's roughly what what that quote was from the first Men in Black movie, mm-hmm. and then and that's kind of something that's affected me more than probably should have from a goofy movie like that. But still, like, it's, it's, it's a wholeheartedly, that's, that is the way of life. Is mm-hmm. On an individual level, we're all more intelligent than we are in a group. And we've talked about that at length uh, on, on the show too. It's like, if we're dealing one-on-one and we can deal with everyone one-on-one, yeah. then we'll probably make a lot Yeah, well, because when you... When you go with the flow of the group, you don't feel the responsibility that you would as an individual because, right. like, the group encompasses a shared responsibility at that point. Right. So it's like, yeah, you feel like you can justify your your shitty actions easier because you're going along with what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Cool. Well. Yeah, I think I think that's about that's about the talent of that. All right. Uh, we do have. Media passes to Denver Comic Con this year, so we're going to be covering some Denver Comic Con stuff. I'm hopefully going to propose to Marina back. M- Marina Backerin. I got to get her name right before I do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, website once again is eclecticacafe.com. Don't forget that, and you can link to all the stuff up there: the YouTube, the Facebook, the in- uh, Instagram. We don't. Have we haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah, we're, we're we're not we're not trendy enough to have an Instagram. But the Twitter and the SoundCloud and the YouTube and all of the different things that we are on, there's links to them on eclecticacafe.com. And thank you so much for watching, and we'll catch you next time.